0: Congratulations, you made it to the X-fill. You can sit back, relax, unpack your bags, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey there! Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger here, and with me as always is my co-host Ronald, a.k.a. Eric. If you are brand new, welcome! This is an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we talk about all things EFT, and our goal is to get better at the game, and we hope you come along with us for that journey. This week, we're actually going to tackle something that I'm wondering if everybody experiences, and personally, I've been working on it over the past few weeks. And most of the time, I didn't even realize I was working on it. So we'll find out if Ronald has been too. But before we do that, let's take care of our hideout keeping. There is a brand new section in Discord. It's called the Hardcore Tarkov Rule Set. Basically, this is for all things related to playing the game following one of the hardcore rule sets that's out there. So if you have an interest in this, or you're just curious about people that are doing it, We already have a few very active members chatting about it and their experience with starting hardcore accounts in the last week. The other thing I wanted to do was briefly shout out just really how cool it is that I can stop by and chat with you guys in Discord or for those of you that stream, it's been amazing to have conversations with you. And through that, I know I have and I know Ronald has met some really awesome people doing that. Um, We've had partnership referrals stem from that. It really boils down to the fact that we really enjoy engaging, and I do personally as well, with positively-minded people in Tarkov. And with that in mind, I wanted to talk about a really cool experience and shout out a new member. And the individual's name is ServoMD. And this guy was running a charity stream the other night, and I ended up killing him while I was taking a break from editing. And ended up spending 30 minutes in his stream because I stopped by based on his in-game name, and he was doing wacky stuff on Factory, uh running around with a pawn-pawn and a PP19, and just trying to look like a scav and have some fun with people, and he almost meleeed two people to death, and it was just hilarious. And it was all on Factory, which is my favorite, of course. But we got to talking about the podcast and just being old school FPS gamers, you know, Doom, Counter-Strike, that kind of stuff. So Anyway, it was kind of a reminder of just how cool this community is. You guys rock. Servo, welcome, man. Glad to have you. And I just kind of wanted to thank everybody for allowing me to abuse my Discord admin powers and (laughs) drop in on random conversations. So now that I'm done making an excuse for my uh, eavesdropping habit, uh, what's up on your side of the hideout, Ronald?
1: (laughs) Hey, what's going on, everybody? Looking forward to... uh... Getting into tonight's episode. I got to echo that too. I've had a lot of fun just chatting with lots of new people. The Discord has been growing like crazy for the last about four or five weeks, really getting into the meat of this wipe. We have met and started to talk to so many new and really just cool people. It's just really fun to meet and talk with new people of all different play styles and experience levels. It's, I think, equally fun to talk to someone who's really super knowledgeable about the game, someone who can sit down and say, you know, this is the way, right? And lay it all out for you. It's equally fun then to talk to someone who just bought the game and is experiencing that same excitement and just trying to figure out what this game's all about and it kind of takes you back like to whenever, you know, you started doing that. So, all that being said, yeah, met some awesome people just doing that more kind of intentionally, like MTB was saying, because we do enjoy hanging out with all of you. Uh, Besides that, we had uh, a fun stream on Friday night, which I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit later section here. So if you see me hanging out in a voice channel, come on, join it in, say hi. If you see me hanging out in one of the LFG channels, I'm there intentionally to just meet people and say hi and see what's going on. You can always send me a DM, tag me in a message in any one of the channels, tag MTB as well. We'll see that, we'll respond back to you. And that is the best way to get a hold of me during the week. You can always follow me on the Twitters, at Gaming, and a couple times a week I do hang out in MTB Trigger's stream, twitch.tv slash MTB Trigger, and we talk while Trigger plays whatever game he's playing. If you have something more formal that you'd like to get to the show, the business contact for The XFIL podcast, as well as all of the other XP Media properties, is xpmedia2020 at gmail.com.
0: And support for this episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use code EXFIL, that's code XFIL, for 20% off and free shipping off your order. The best in men's grooming hardware and product at Manscaped.com. Code XFIL, 20% and free shipping and outside of using that code at Manscaped, the best ways to support this show. Share it with a friend. That's the number one way, you guys. Letting someone who's new to Tarkov, experienced with Tarkov, and just enjoys squatting up or learning more about the game and getting better at it, this is the spot. Thank you all for sharing the show and for recommending it, reviewing it, doing everything you guys do on all of the various podcast apps. For those of you that are wanting to support the podcast directly, you do that through Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And I want to make a special shout out. We have had a bunch of new patrons recently. And if you have become a patron and you aren't tagged up in Discord yet, make sure you message me, MTB Trigger. I'll get you that tag in the Discord. You can message Ronald on that as well. I think it's set up to come to me right now. I don't know. But... Make sure you tag us on that. We'll get you tagged up in the Discord. Just wanted to say thanks to all of the new patrons. Thank you so much. Another way you can support us directly is through Prime Gaming, previously known as Twitch Prime, on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash mtbtrigger. If you have an Amazon Prime membership, You can do this for free once per month and it helps us out with that subscription on Twitch, which we get some monetary benefit from. So thank you so much to everybody who's done that as well. There's been a tremendous amount of that. And then the last way is to follow and subscribe to our social media and YouTube. And we've got like many of you have noticed when we've actually had requests on what to do next for some of our guide videos so look forward to more of that on the youtube channel but if you're looking for me specifically we've said twitch twice but you can also find me on twitter and in discord at mtb trigger so with all of that done hideout keeping is officially neat it's tidy we've got every craft going we've got all the bitcoins out it's time to get into the show so how has your week been in tarkov sir
1: It's kind of funny. My week has been mostly focused on hideout. So I've been rounding out those level 30 hideout goodness. So that means that we're working through upgrading as many things as we can, which is most things to level three and getting set up for Bitcoin level two. I've got most of those graphics cards now pumping out uh, about two Bitcoins a day, roughly, or about a Bitcoin and three quarters a day. That has, you know, kind of stabilized economy at like 600,000 plus rubles per Bitcoin. What's really interesting to me is gas, again, the metal fuel cans from Jaeger. And this is kind of where I've been doing an experiment this week. I set a timer for Jaeger resets during the day. And I go in and I grab gas on cooldown. And what I've found is that about half of the time, it's sold out instantly. And then the other half the time, I can get it, okay? So if I try this three or four times a day, I can only get gas once or twice a day. And I've noticed that Jaeger's cooldown has several different, it's like a variable time. So sometimes it's one hour and 16 minutes. Sometimes it's like an hour and 30 minutes. And if it's the shorter of the two, if it's the shorter of the two times, gas is instantly sold out. I was just
0: about to ask you if you looked at, like, is it on the even hours or the odd hours or something like that? Because I knew you would look at something like that.
1: Well, I'm trying to find the pattern, right? You know, because there's got to be, they're doing something in the background. So my guess is that there has to be something that they're testing. And it seems to me, because there's no way that, it would go from one hour and 33 minutes on one reset to an hour and 16 minutes. And like literally the timer goes three, two, one. Jaeger resets. There's no timer there. And boom, it goes to an hour 16. So I'm not lagging 15 minutes of time out in that period of time there. The timer is different, right? And if you really have too much time on your hands and you really want to test this, just watch it for a couple of resets. It's really interesting. So I noticed that the gas situation, the metal fuel cans from Jaeger is a little bit weird again. I'm fortunate that I have pulled out enough that, you know, I've got six going at all times and I have got a couple extra in my scab junk box. But for science and for all of you listening to the podcast, I took the time to figure this out last week. So we'll see what happens with uh, with the metal fuel cans. But if you look at the blue fuel cans, they have gotten stupidly expensive. I, for a while, they, they were up over three fifty, four hundred thousand rubles per. And that tells me that it, they're becoming quite a bit more scarce, right? And so I, I think that they are trying to find the balance of the correct amount of gas, especially now as the herd of players is probably getting to maybe where I am. Maybe they're getting to the point where they have Bitcoin one. So now they're starting. Need the gas. The demand for gas has gone up. So, anyways, that's all conspiracy. We have no proof on that. And that's interesting and something that I've been paying attention to this past week.
0: I really hope we don't learn that you're having 15 minute rage blackouts over the fuel shortage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I hope not too, but I don't think that's the case. (laughs) So, the other thing that we did this week is we started the first time of doing duos together on stream, but also Trying to give you both perspectives. So this week we started on Friday night. We did it for about, I don't know, around two and a half hours or so. And we had trigger streaming on Twitch. And then we threw my side of it up onto YouTube. Now, thank you for those that participated. There was maybe about a dozen or so of you watching the YouTube as well. And we appreciate that. And for all the feedback you gave on, the quality and the audio and everything as we kind of get this figured out, YouTube streaming is a little different than Twitch streaming and getting Discord and all of the audio piped the correct way, you know, something we're working through. So the next time that we do this, we'll be able to hear both Trigger and I in both places. But it's kind of exciting because as we do whatever we're doing, uh, we've had a number of people request, hey, we want to see both of your raids. And short of just recording it and putting it up as VODs, which can be interesting but long. This is a fun way for uh, everyone to check it out and just hang out with us while we play the game. So we're pretty excited to get more of this going. And we're pretty excited to have just more hangout time with all of you uh, when we can get both sides of the raid going at the same time. But that's pretty much it for my week. How about you? Before I get to that, I'm really glad you brought the dual stream up because... I kind
0: of forgot about it because we had some crazy raids. One in particular was nuts. Um, and we're we're going to talk about some of this when we get into some of the exploration stuff. But <laughs> I'm just thinking back on that raid where we had a couple of things that we needed to do. You were looking for the final scav kills on your AKS-74U task. And I needed the last couple Setup kills, which is the Yushanka, the scab vest, and using an MP 153 or 133 shotgun. And we decided to go to basically the middle of the map and hold a choke point and see what we could do. And we got there. I think it's called Skeleton. I think that's what most people refer to it as now. It's not Stronghold, but it's Skeleton, which is in the construction area, but closer to New Gas Station. And it's the two story one. There's a duffel bag up there. There's a crate and it can see all over the map. I mean, you have crazy views from there. (laughs) We get up there. It was kind of quiet for a few minutes and then kind of towards the gas station. We started hearing, I don't know. What do you think we heard? Like eight grenades? Like it was crazy.
1: Yeah, there was a war going on in the gas station.
0: Major, major war. And (laughs) so I needed PMC kills. Ronald needs scav kills, and I'm like, okay, you stay here. I'm going to go check this out. I'm going to see if I can't pick off a PMC or two, and so sure enough, I go down, and I see a thick PMC running towards the shortcut on the gas station side of the shortcut, and I hit him once. And he keeps running. And then I end up hitting a 93 meter thorax shot with AP 20, which I found out after the raid and dropped this guy. But before I got to go loot him, I was on top of the bridge next to the train and looking over the fence to the right. So this would be on the USEC building. And in between the USEC building and the checkpoint or the, the, um, the shortcut, I see two PMCs on the left. I hear a PMC still shooting on the right. And I just start laying out slugs into these guys. And I drop one. One pushes up close to me because they hear me and they're trying to shoot back. There's shots coming out from the right. And at this point, Ronald's like, I'm coming up. I'm pushing up to you. (laughs) Like, he doesn't want to miss out on this because it was nuts. There was more grenades, more shooting. I'm like, there's PMCs everywhere. Ronald pushes up behind. I ended up sneaking a VOG grenade through the fence and got this guy close to me. And as I went to survey it, I thought he had killed the other PMC. And I go to loot that guy. Right before I looted him, I heard a shuffle. And I turn left and there's a guy staring at me about to take me out with a headshot. And unfortunately, I strafed behind the car there and then was able to re-peek and actually take him out. And at the end of it, there was the dead guy in the beginning. There was a dead guy in the shortcut two dead bodies next to the building, the dead body in the cars, and then the dead body next to the building. It was chaos. And we heard probably 60 seconds of grenading before we ever even engaged this. It was nuts.
1: Yeah, it was. And then after we got through that part, we went back through the shortcut and we pushed through and did some major work at the gas station itself. There were scavs all over the place. And I think there was another PMC or two. And you pushed through the right side of the gas station. I pushed up the left side and was covering our back as well as looking for PMC shooting down at us. We did some major work that raid. That was a full raid, getting out right at the end with tons and tons of PMC kills. Total scab count between the two of us might've been 20. We did some work.
0: It was massive because you finished your task I think I was within three kills of the end after that raid because I got one grenade kill, which didn't work towards setup, but it was the only way I was going to get that guy without going into a big dangerous play. But it it was awesome, yeah. Because you're right, we did go to gas station. There was a whole group of scavs there, and on the back end there was another PMC, and we we handled him as well. And then we had to take out other scavs. We had to take out two or three scabs on the way to the ZB extract as well in that field. Oh, man, that was such a cool raid. It was great. It was awesome. I mentioned um, setup, right? And that was the task I was working on. I ended up getting that done, I think, the next day. So I'm done with setup. I'm done with Insomnia, which is the 30 nighttime kills. And that's what most of my week was focused on, was getting those tasks done. And then just playing customs and raiding with you, helping with your tasks. And so now I'm uh, I'm really really encroaching on having kappa done. I have one more kappa item to get, so I need to get a fire steel. And then the tasks I have left are test drive. I need to kill the scav bosses, and then I'll have the scav raider. I need one more point in sniper skills for, uh, psycho sniper, and then. I just I feel like the spawning messed up scav snipers and based on Reddit and some other stuff I've heard or seen in Twitch chats, I think scav snipers are really messed up right now and they're not spawning because I'm stuck on Tarkov shooter and I love the Mosin. I love bolt action. So those tasks will fly once I can get the scav snipers killed, but I'm stuck at three out of five on scav snipers. So I can't go run around woods and kill three people for a little while until that gets fixed. But I'm thinking I may have to go on woods and shoot the scav snipers there. But I've just been playing a lot of customs and I haven't seen any scav snipers on customs. So I've got that task and then the three or four subsequent ones there. But really, really approaching the end of all the tasks. So pretty pumped to get Kappa again. I think that's going to be pretty cool. So we had some uh, pretty cool weeks. We had some great raids together. A lot of stuff accomplished progression wise, whether it was Ronald's hideout, him moving into the 30s, I'm approaching Kappa, we just we got a lot done. But I want to move into our main topic because everything we've already talked about is actually related to this next topic somewhat. And I want to kind of define it here before we jump in. And I'm gonna use the term gear fear, but that's not it, but it's related. So gear fear is probably the most commonly discussed challenge in Tarkov and especially when new players are coming to the game I think veteran players often say yeah you just you got to get over gear fear it's real it's a thing uh don't have gear fear right it's it's advice it's actually really good advice in Tarkov because every player feels gear fear when you start playing this game like it doesn't feel good to lose stuff we talked about it early on and it's been a while the concept of gear fear is that at some point you will have good enough gear or you'll get a set of gear off of another player or you will simply be in the mindset of you don't want to die and lose gear or you don't want to take gear into a raid and lose it which causes you to play differently whether that's to protect your gear from being lost or just not using it at all and the concept today that i wanted to talk about it's it's along the same lines I think it's the thing that causes me to personally revert to factory or interchange. I tell myself that I, I do these maps because I really enjoy them. I really like them. And there's, that's true. It really is true. What I realized, though, is that I was avoiding maps that I haven't spent a lot of time on or haven't given myself the chance to really fall in love with the map design. And so the term that I wanted to talk about is exploration fear. Exploration fear is something that I recently realized about my gameplay. I mean, in the last few weeks, you know, I really just put a name on it or a tag on it just in the last few days. But in the last few weeks, I've really been focused on getting over this. And it started out unintentionally. But as I realized it and started digging into it, I've been really enjoying the process of getting over it and managing my exploration fear especially on customs. Customs was the kind of the thing that broke it open for me and made me realize how much fear I had of different parts of the map. And it's not that I was scared to go there, but it was, which is why it's hard to put a term on this. Exploration fear is what I'm calling it. And it's not like, oh gosh, I'm not going to go over to the new customs area. It wasn't that. It's more that I would stay on a certain path that I had already identified to get through the new part of customs once I got in there and and gone through it. So I went towards the comfortable thing and would just do that over and over and over. So after getting comfortable in areas, I would just stick on those maps or on the parts of maps that I had explored already. And I would avoid the stuff outside of those tasks and outside of the routes that I had already become acquainted with. So, I, mean, I don't know if I've explained that in a way that makes sense because it's still kind of loose in my mind. Maybe the best way to kick it off into this topic is to to ask you. I mean, have you experienced exploration fear or are you experiencing it currently or does this resonate with you at all?
1: It absolutely does resonate. I think it's a natural progression from gear fear because at a certain point you start to understand how to get enough gear to at least keep going and exploration fear is kind of a natural progression past the point you're going to find a place in tarkov to play that you're comfortable whatever that is whether it's pvp heavy because you like that or whether it's bigger map heavy whatever but you're going to find one map that you're comfortable on that you can scab on consistently to make money and that you can get gear when you need it and so the natural next step is okay you still have to do things in other maps and play the rest of the game. And then I think that's where exploration fear really starts to set in. I don't think you have it right away. And if you do, I don't think you really understand it right away. I think it's something that sets in after gear fear kind of happens and you kind of get over it. For me, I would say that I've really experienced this on Interchange. And Last Wipe... I just didn't really understand interchange. When I say I didn't understand it, what I mean by that is I wasn't familiar with the middle of the ball enough to feel confident to not just be able to run through there and not just die. This wipe, I decided, look, it doesn't really matter. I need to just push through that and I need to learn interchange. And with your help, I have learned how to scav interchange very reliably now and now taken some of my interchange scavs and used them specifically for exploring the mall. And at this point, I'm extremely comfortable with the middle of the mall, way more than I ever have been, and to the point where I can do the tasks on interchange now, and I I never could do that before. And that was 100% due to exploration fear, because... If you explore a piece of the map that is highly contested on a regular basis, it is in your best advantage to do it as a scav because you can at least see it and you can find places where if you get into a fight, there's cover. You can understand where people are coming from. If that's a little bit too intense to learn, then do it in offline mode. Load into an offline raid without any scavs at all and walk around, and look, and get a good idea, and run from place to place, and then get a good idea of what you're seeing, where your exits are, where your entries are into the different places in the mall, specifically on Interchange. And I'm speaking a little bit to myself here, because the map that I have the most exploration fear on right now is really Reserve. I don't understand Reserve. All of you guys that run Reserve every day and can pull out millions and millions of rubles. I think that's awesome. That's the next step in my Tarkov evolution is to learn reserve. And I've been working on that. But I have exploration fear with reserve. And I'm trying to push through that the same way that I pushed through it on interchange.
0: Yeah, what you just said is kind of exactly how I felt about customs. You know, I explored the new area on customs for like 10 raids when they expanded it. And I really liked it. I I found a couple lanes to get through there that I really enjoyed. There's no tasks that require those new areas. I learned how to activate and go through the new exfil that's in the stronghold concrete building. And for me, that was enough, just understanding kind of the landscape. So on customs, it wasn't necessarily that I had I'm not going to say lack of knowledge because I don't think what you had was a lack of knowledge in the mid and interchange, because I think you had at least an understanding of, OK, Kiba's here. There's some major rotations that happen in the middle of the mall. It's a it's a massive choke point for a reason. There's a reason people run there and you've probably seen them and that kind of thing. And same for me. Right. I, I didn't go to all these places on customs and I I really do. I think it was exploration fear. I think I I didn't roam around. And, you know, I remember teaching you this ridiculous route that I had made to get out of customs. And this has been a couple of months where it was like, OK, if you're over here and you got to get out of the ZB extract, let me show you this. And it was this ridiculous snake, like completely out of the way of everything. And I realized that I was doing that over and over and over. And I was boring myself on customs. I didn't like it. Because I intentionally found a route that avoided everything and basically didn't let me encounter anything, not scabs, not players, not whatever. So while I had found a successful way to go from the major bridges to the ZV Extracts, I didn't really know the map. I knew the gas station. I kind of knew construction where you get the key out of the truck and I knew where to plant the stuff. And I always got through that stuff. Because that just takes a couple couple raids. But what I didn't do is I didn't go in buildings. I didn't hang around long enough to see when players would come through. I didn't you know, stand on a building to see what I could see. And it, it really boiled down to I didn't know it, so I didn't do it. And so what you're saying about the, the mall, I didn't do customs as a scav. But I did wait pretty far into this wipe once my economy was good to really start running good gear to give myself a fighting chance if I got shot in the chest or whatever. And you you get headshot testing out new spots. You just will because other players know the angles. The only way to figure out the angles that other players will hold, unfortunately, a lot of the time is to get shot from those angles and be like, somebody can hit me from right here. I got to figure out where that's at. And oh, but I died. So <laughs> now we got to do it, right? You and I went to Stronghold and there were people in the the glass building. The name of it, I've heard a few different names for it, but it's the one where all the med spawns are, the intelligence spawns. And if you're standing in Stronghold and looking towards Big Red, it's that glass building there on the left side. And, you know, we're looking at it. We're like, OK, we saw two guys run in there. Where are they? And then boom, <laughs> Ronald goes down. and I'm like, oh, apparently there's an angle from there where we can't see them. And then I see one of them leave. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And I'm kind of looking where I think they're going to go. And I have my reticle right where this guy shows up. But my reticle was covering him and I just see the gun flashing and he knocks me out. So while it was an unsuccessful raid for us doing that, we learned a lot about the second deck of Stronghold looking towards big red and where players rotate in, how they come out, what they might try to do, and where you are vulnerable to shots. And for me, that that exploration and going to stronghold and going on to skeleton and roaming around in the fields outside of dorms is something that I've been doing really intentionally when I have tasks to do it. Whereas In previous wipes, I found a way to do something and then I was just doing it the same way, right? I had a spot where I knew I could get some kills and I wasn't doing anything to really expand my map knowledge, right? And exploration fear is the thing that fights map knowledge. I tell everybody map knowledge, map knowledge, map knowledge. That's what gets you through this game. And the thing that will fight off map knowledge is the fear of exploration, the fear of dying while exploring, the fear of not knowing what you're going to encounter, not knowing the angles. And I think it's managing that to a reasonable level to really do it. And it took me a long time. I mean, I've been playing this game for over a year, and it took me that long to really explore and basically commit to dying more on customs to learn more of the map.
1: Absolutely. I think when people start playing Tarkov, there's a little bit of a misconception that oh, I'll just go watch a couple of YouTube videos and, um, you know, in 10 minutes and I'll be good to go. Let's, uh, let's get going with all of my buddies, right? Tarkov is just not like that. You, you have to either be shown quite a bit of things in Tarkov to be good at it, or you have to play a long time to figure those things out for yourself. When we started playing Tarkov last year, we went through all these different phases, right, of exploring and understanding the game. And I still marvel at exploration fear as a thing because gear fear, I find I go in and out of it, depending upon kind of where I'm at in my tasking cycle and also where I'm at in just how I've been playing. Sometimes you just play like crap you get gear fear because like, I just lost five in a row. Oh man, okay. Now what am I willing to take in? And it starts to become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And I think that exploration fear kind of can have that same kind of thing happen to you. So you can be exploring a map. You could be learning a new route to get through something, learning a new area, and it can go great. And you can be thinking, man, this is great. Good raid. GG's, moving on. And you're like, yeah, I'm gonna, let's go through this spot. And then you go do the same thing again. You're like, yeah, this worked really well. And you just get owned. And then it starts to become, okay, I only have two times of doing this. Was what I did correct? Or did I just get lucky? Or is this really a place? And then you start to question, what did I really learn? And with Tarkov, you always have to have this balance between risk and reward. <laughs> Every every decision in Tarkov is really about how much am I going to risk and am I okay with dying to learn something or do I have to live because I have a reason task-wise, whatever, and just in general, living in Tarkov is the way to go. And because of that, a lot of people, as they do start to explore a new map, so let's say we're exploring customs or shoreline or me with reserve, right? As I start to explore reserve, which I ran today for the first time at night in the middle of the night with basically a pistol, right? Because I have exploration fear. I'm on the task where I have to find five of the OFCs. I read that they're on on tanks and around tanks and I need a battery. So it's time to go get over this exploration fear. Well, I'm not willing to risk a bunch of gear because I figured I would die. Now, is that right? I don't know. I I don't think necessarily that's the right way to think about it. I shouldn't go into a raid thinking I'm going to die. Now, I think it's legit for sure to go into the raid thinking that I don't know how to extract exactly, and I don't know what the extracts look like. So I probably am going to have some trouble with that. For me, exploration fear, one of the major aspects of it is just starting off not being in the mindset that I'm probably going to die. And I don't know. I I want to I want to land on that for just a minute because I really want your your feedback and thoughts on that concept.
0: Well, I like how you tied gear fear and exploration fear together because I think they are closely related. I think there may even be a progression aspect to it. As I was listening to you talk, I was thinking about how it's maybe it's an inverse relationship with risk. Those two concepts specifically, and I guess what I mean by that is if you are experiencing gear fear, I think you need to make the conscious decision. And I'm talking to me right now. If I have gear fear for whatever reason, whether it's tasks or an economy situation or I'm not playing well, I shouldn't have exploration fear. Meaning if I'm not going to take really good gear in and I'm going to go in lightly kitted and I'm just trying to loot or survive or whatever, maybe the best approach is to acknowledge I have gear fear, but not have exploration fear. Again, you're talking about that, that risk reward and, you know, not wanting to die and get out successful, but maybe that's the best way to tackle it. That's what I was thinking about while you said that. And again, I haven't worked all the way through it, but I'm like, maybe that's a good way to, to counteract. You know, if, you, if you're if you experiencing gear fear, you probably shouldn't be running into a bunch of new areas. <laughs> and exploring places you're not familiar with because you're going to freak yourself out. And that's where the horror element of Tarkov comes from. But if you're not experiencing gear fear and you're exploring new places, you may have that gear fear well up in you, right? You may think that you don't have gear fear, but then you get in a fight and end up on a part of the map that you're not really familiar with and you don't know where to go. And then your gear fear starts talking to you and says, oh, you're going to die. You don't know this area. They're going to kill you. Right And so maybe that's when it's time to not explore, right, and get back to what you know or fight to regain the the control over a map area that you know. And so it maybe it's an inverse relationship that leads to the best success in the game. that's what I was thinking about when you started talking about um, the risk reward kind of relationship with it.
1: However you need to get through this particular aspect of it. It is definitely something that whether people can recognize it's happening or not, it can stop you from progressing in Tarkov. And I think the biggest thing to understand is that it's different than gear fear. Exploration fear is a different concept than gear fear because you can get over gear fear by just saying, I'm going to take in gear that I'm willing to lose. Exploration fear literally is this idea of it's too risky to go on that side of the map it's too risky to go into dorms. It's too risky to go into resort. It's too risky to run through gas station and customs, right? It's too risky to go to the middle of the mall. It, 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 that is exploration fear. And those places are all risky. There's risk involved in every aspect of Tarkov. And I think managing the perception and how much control that can have over you and the amount of fear and how that affects what you're willing to do in a raid is part of it. And then the other piece of it is just understanding that as you get to the point where you have more economy, you get through the game, you get through your teens into your 20s, those kinds of things, you're going to have a reliable routine to supplement whatever you're doing to push your skills in Tarkov, whether it's exploration, whether it's PVP, whether it's PVP training or whatever you want to call it, like PVP skill level. All the different pieces of Tarkov that when you start to expand your boundary, they require some kind of foundation that you can use to fund it. And that's just kind of the way the balance of Tarkov is. And if you don't have that, like if you don't have a solid way to just grind and make money to fund your exploration or to fund your skill progression in Tarkov, exploration fear could end up be crippling and really stop you from enjoying the game, in my opinion. To its full potential.
0: Oh, it's hard to explain how much I agree with that. Fighting to get your first comfort stage or just the spot that you know that you can get out with a reasonable success rate, knowing that if I take this amount of gear in, I think I can get out this percentage of time and make a profit, right? Because if you can find a way to profit in Tarkov, that means you can eventually use that profit to buy anything that you need in the game. You know, you may want to be wearing Class armor and an Alton and all that all the time, but that's not the reality for most players. And frankly, you just don't need that to be successful. You know, some of the best raids I've had are ones where I was full on gear fear, pistol, vest, you know, I'm just going in to get some tasks done end up killing some scabs, take their gear, kill a couple PMCs, take their gear, find a bunch of loot and get out. And I'm like, well, I started with a pistol on this raid. You just don't need to have really anything to be successful. And there's people that are running hardcore accounts that require you to use a hatchet to start your looting process after deleting everything else on your account. Right? You can literally start from zero in this game and find everything. Easy to say, not easy to work through mentally, and not easy to engage that in the game. It, it can be super frustrating and super challenging. So the fight for a comfortable spot is key because once you do that, I agree. I think that ruts happen when, you know, maybe it's like, well, I can farm factory and make money all day long, but I can't seem to survive on reserve. Well, I have 600 raids on factory. No inside out back of my hand. Reserve's not going to be that way for me. I'm the same way, man. I don't know reserve that well. I know how to get around the map, but I don't know the callouts. I don't know the rotations. I kind of know the new tunnel system, not really. And when people are saying that people just extract camp on there, it makes me not want to go to reserve (laughs) because I don't know it. I have exploration fear, that stupid tunnel. So, yeah, I I do. I think you outlined it perfectly. And in the very beginning, the early phase, you know, the very beginning, you talked about brand new players, the excitement, the fear, and everything they go through. It's the fight for comfortable feelings, it's the fight to find somewhere that you like or can can be successful. And sometimes that scav running on interchange or scav running factory or whatever it is doesn't matter. You may go through a period where you just can't survive on your PMC and that's okay. We've all been there. I've been there like five times this wipe where I just can't seem to survive. I think the worst one I've been on was a nine death PMC streak this wipe. And now I'm back up to like a 56 or 57% survival rate, but I've had horrible strings. And the way that I climbed out of it was scabbing on interchange. That's my go-to. That's my comfort zone. I, I You got me all riled up on this thing because I, I just agree. I think you're right. I really do.
1: I've had some wild swings in survival this wipe as well. And I think my worst streak of dying, I think, was 11 in a row. And it was somewhat intentional because I refused to let myself get stuck in a rut of just playing what was comfortable. And I was forcing some really (laughs) solid growth on customs. And that's really, I had a lot of trouble playing solo on customs. I was dying a lot in the middle of the map and it just became, okay, I'm going to fix this because I can't be afraid to do this kind of stuff. And You do. You're right. You do eventually push past it, but it is it is very, very rough. And I think that after you push past it and what I've noticed now is on the other side of it, there's some good things that can happen. And so my question to you really is, what do you think the best way is to conquer exploration fear?
0: I've been thinking about this since you started talking about risk reward and how that relates to your playstyle, And one of the things that I really work on for myself when I'm going back through VODs and looking at what I did in a raid and, and what I did wrong is I try to analyze the moment where I got some information and then I reacted to it. And I try to pause at that information gathering and I ask myself this question, and I, this is the thing I would encourage everybody to do. I think this is happening. What am I going to do about it? I've actually even asked you that question. <laughs> right? We've played and I, I've started asking people, I play with this question. You know, oh, I hear sound over there. Great. What are you going to do about it? And this is a hard question. It's not meant to be negative. It's not meant to be pushy or whatever. It's, it's a serious question of, okay, I'm here. If I'm running up to a building and I've never gone into that building, I think it's empty and I want to see what's in there. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to go explore it. Or I'm going to clear the outsides first and then I'm going to go in it. I'm going to avoid it because I've got a task item already and move on. And so, this is the question that not only do I ask myself during the raid, and it happens really quick, but also when I review footage in a PvP situation, especially, I thought this was happening. What did I do about it? And oftentimes, it's in those little breaks of action or that little analysis point that I think exploration fear can be conquered because it's okay. well, I know dorms is over there. I haven't heard any fighting over there. So I think there may be a player over there. What am I going to do about it? Am I going to avoid it? Am I going to explore the two story dorms on customs ready for a PvP fight? Am I going to explore it really slowly and play sound? But it's making the decision based on what you think is happening and then acting on it. I think for me, that's the best way to conquer exploration fear, regardless of what you're trying to do, whether it's a task for the first time and you haven't done it before, whether it's PvP in an area that you either aren't familiar with or, you know, just you don't know, or it's, you know, a PvE related thing or a, a you hear something on a part of the map you don't know. That That's the number one thing that I can think of.
1: Yeah, I'll add to that and say that I think the other thing before you even start this process is you just need to accept the fact that death is going to be part of it. And you can't get frustrated by it because dying is not fun. And dying is it leads to frustration, especially if you die repeatedly. So if you die, whatever many, however many times is enough to frustrate you, you just have to accept the fact that exploration fear is going to be conquered with just throwing gear at it and throwing time at it. And so I think accepting that is the first thing I would add to what you said. The other thing is remember that while you're playing and you're doing exploration, you're playing to learn. You're not necessarily playing to complete a task or to be the best at PvP. You're playing with a purpose and that purpose really is to learn. And so sometimes Dying when you're playing to learn is not necessarily a loss. I and mean, You do lose your stuff and all that, but it's not necessarily a bad thing because you've gotten something out of the raid even though you didn't make it out of it, but you still learn something while you're playing. So there's a small smidgen of positivity there. From a practical standpoint, I really feel like recording your gameplay and reviewing it is critical in Tarkov. There just is no other way To understand what's going on around you, than to record and watch it back when something goes right and when something goes wrong. I've probably learned more about how to play Tarkov by recording things that actually go right because there have been a few times where I've recorded my gameplay and I've won a PvP engagement or maybe a weird scav engagement, right? Where something jumped in and scared me. And by going back, in an area that I was unfamiliar with, and watching that whole sequence of events, it helped me learn something about that area. Where was the scav? What angles were they taking? How was I doing in that new area? And it's just like what we talked about on customs, when that PMC picked us off both in that big building in the middle, it's because we didn't know where to look, and they knew what the angle was to clear that floor of the building. And we just didn't know. Now we were able to look at it because we recorded it, and look back. And sure enough, I mean, it's plain as day when you watch it frame by frame. It's right there. And so now we know, right? So we learn something by looking back at recorded gameplay. And I, I would just encourage you, if that's something you're not doing, figure out how to do that. If you're having trouble with a particular aspect of Tarkov.
0: Yeah, I can't emphasize this enough. I learned this lesson back when I was trying to learn PUBG when I just wanted to get better at it, and somebody said, record your gameplay and watch it back. It will frustrate the absolute crap out of you, I promise, when you start seeing your mistake, and you look at it frame by frame, or you're like, I know I hit that guy in the head, and then you did, and it ricocheted. Oh, and then it ricocheted again. Like, it, there's going to be times where you're just like, oh my gosh, this game, the RNG, the percent chance of me not winning that, it, it's going to happen. But, you can also see the things that you didn't see. I can't tell you how many times I rounded a corner, never saw a guy. And I'm like, how did he get there? You know, and there's always that in the back of my mind, cheater, cheater action going on. But then you go look at the tape and sure enough, he's playing his day on the very edge of your screen. And you just didn't see him. You know, you're focused on something else. So you will learn a lot. I think that's a big one. Just my, my final point, my last uh, kind of strategy, I guess, for getting over exploration fear or conquering it would be on the PvP side of things, if you are trying to get better at PvP, especially if you're transitioning from a play style where you're not a big fan of PvP or you avoided it in the past, this is going to sound crazy and, and sound simple, but if you want to get better at PvP, I know this is crazy. you got to go do it. <laughs> and, and the best way to do it is something that I call chasing shots. When you hear shots, over time, you start to figure out, is that a PMC killing scabs? Is that a PMC fighting another PMC? Is that a sniper? Whatever it is. Again, if going back to, I think this is happening. What am I going to do about it? If you want to get better at PvP, you need to ask that question when you hear shots okay, I hear shots. They're not that far away. They're at dorms. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to go try to engage them based on that information. You're going to die. You're going to die a lot. You're going to have some successes. It's going to be hard, but that's how you get better in those PVP encounters. Ronald and I, actually in Discord, it just happened. Somebody posted up just today or yesterday, some footage of some PVP encounters. How did this happen? And I went through and analyzed it and gave what I thought and thought, here's what I think you could have done better. Here's what I like that you did. And oftentimes when we die, especially when you record, and if you record in PvP scenarios, it's so easy to focus on the things you did wrong, when in reality, a lot of times you'll do 70, 80, 90, 95% of the things right, and you miss one little thing. And in Tarkov, The details are what win PvP encounters. The details win PvE encounters. Did you have your crosshair in the right spot? Did you hear the sound in the right spot? Did you approach from the right angle? Did you eliminate the way the enemy could see you? It's always in the details. And sometimes you'll do 2% right and hit a ridiculous shot and kill somebody. And you'll see that in the footage. And all of that can happen. But focus on the good things that you do. Do more of those. You know, it's usually not a hundred and eighty degree course correction in PVP. A lot of times it's a two, three, four, five percent redirection or focusing on a skill that you start to notice that you're not good at, whether it's jiggle peeking or using lean or, you know, you hold the W while you approach an enemy and maybe you need to crouch and really take a time to aim. Maybe you need to not be on fully auto and use single fire because you have good crosshair placement, but automatic fire is causing your crosshair to move all over the place and you'd be better off single tapping. You will find this stuff out if you record, but if you don't want to record or your computer can't handle it, if you start chasing PvP and intentionally getting in there, but stop to think how you're going to approach it. I think you'll conquer exploration fear, especially related to PvP areas that maybe you haven't approached before.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more because that has basically been my outline for getting better at Tarkov. So, (laughs) getting through all the different phases of Tarkov as an FPS, as a strategy game, as an MMO, it's so complex that as we explore each one of them in depth on the podcast, The best way to really look at your own gameplay and really make progress is to be honest with yourself. And that happens really through recording your gameplay, looking back at it by yourself and saying, yep, I missed. And that was terrible. That is a rough thing at times, but that's sometimes the way it goes. But I think that's about it for this. And I don't know about you, but I see the green bar starting to flash which means we are moments away from disappearing and getting away from the XFIL camper guy. But before we go, as always, thank you for listening and being part of the XFIL community. Remember, the best way to help the show is to simply share it with a friend on whatever platform you regularly listen or view. If this is your first time finding the show, be sure to join Discord. The links are in the podcast notes if you're listening audio. They're in the YouTube description if you're watching this on YouTube. We have a large active community that is happy to group up with you or help you with computer issues or just talk about the correct way to cook marshmallows, which is my way, of course.
0: I love, by the way, that that still gets brought up. Like somebody will join and be like months later, they'll be like, hey, Ronald or hey, MTP, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, it's true. And remember, you can find the show on a variety of audio platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Pandora, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere audio podcasts can be searched. At this point, we're pretty much there. Then there's also the talk show video version of the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash Now, If you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to check that out as well. You can leave a comment on YouTube or feedback in the episode feedback section in Discord with this week's question on what is your best advice for conquering exploration fear? Share some tips and tricks with fellow community members, and hopefully we can all get something from that. But besides that, good luck in your raids this week, and we'll see you next time. See everybody. Thank you.